0: Today, I want to play with the idea trying to draw a difference between the process that led us to choosing something and how we go about it once the choice has been made. Shall we? that process of why do I choose to do what I do and how much of it in the first place is made consciously case in point (laughs) yesterday I guess a quick refresher I was living in one part of the property and in about ago i guess or two weeks ago i changed so it's a different entrance to the place and um, i had lived at the other one from june of last year so seven eight almost nine months and uh, yesterday because i wasn't paying attention or because i wasn't aware I was walking toward that door because that's what I was used to. So it was an automatic. And It was like, wow, interesting, you know. And it makes me wonder how much of what I'm choosing, how many of my actions are made in that way. So, I think I was listening to a podcast talking about you know, the two different kind of ways the brain chooses, you know, one on automatic, the uh, the usual, the routine, the habitual. And then the other one where it's more something different, yeah? Difficult or new or whatever the case may be. <sighs> Sorry about that. That's a yawning, that's a good one. also I'm not even sure what word to use yesterday during a conversation with Urban because for him the part that interests him is the how how do you work within the confine of reality with resources, with how do you choose to use or you know how do you behave the ethic of of, a the behavior once you are on the path and for me less and less it's becoming relevant because it's almost like automatic uh, on, the, on that level there is of course an element of control but a lot of what happens once we are on the path is completely out of our control the people you meet or if you're driving or whatever it is, there are so many factors that are going to interact with you and you will basically manage them, navigate that with who you are at that time, with the wisdom and the knowledge that's making you from all the experiences that you've had. I don't think there is a lot of thinking going on. You kind of know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to avoid, what you're attracted to and those things kind of happen on their own, it seems to me. And uh, But what I find interesting, personally, is what leads us to choose one thing versus the other. The judge, basically. And again, I want to differentiate between the two kinds of judge. The one that I believe is, so far in my life, inevitable, you know, Choices is everything in life. Where you live, who you live with, what you do for a living. And and in order to make a choice, we need a story. And again, I'm going to be a stickler. That was a word I was looking for. (laughs) The other day, a stickler. I'm going to be a stickler on this one. And... uh, A story is not the truth. It's what makes sense in our life. It's what's used to put whatever it is, whatever the situation is, into a frame that we can make sense of. But it's not the truth. But it's just interesting. So yesterday here we were there were three of us sitting around in the beautiful southern Spain, a glorious day yesterday, having a coffee and talking and not able to reach a consensus. There was a talk about uh, use and abuse of power and uh, I don't know why there are some words that just, I see a red flag, but when I heard abuse, it just, mm-hmm. the red the flag came up. Because use, yes, we do, we, we, we use, we have relationships with things in life and we act. But to me, when I think of abuse, I, I see morality in the word. To use something badly, to make the wrong use. And for oneself to look at one's action and make that discernment, it's fine by me. But for somebody else to to look? In this case, we were talking about power. The conversation was here around uh, politics. People of, uh, you know, in a big uh, limelight like... Uh, Donald Trump kings and presidents and people who have a relationship with power. Personally, I am unable, gladly actually unable not to judge that person because I have no idea what it's like to have that kind of a relationship with power. I don't know what that means. I've never been there. I don't share a lot of the values, I don't share from my stand, my limited standpoint, I don't agree, you know, uh, but there's a big difference between me not liking or not respecting or, you know, not agreeing with what I perceive that person to be doing and then leaping to what you're doing is wrong, you are doing it wrongly, you're abusing As of late, I am stuck in that wheel. But to me, what's interesting is you know, so much of my life I realized was ruled by fear, by stories of fear, by what Anthony deserves, what Anthony has to do. And was automatic it was just happening those were stories that were told and told and told again and reinforced in every situation and there was so much fear and doubt and you gotta watch out here and kind of like a this completely dependent friend who just wants you all for himself only you don't see it only you think he's your best friend like the um untethered soul by uh, I forgot his name that if he was a real person you would kick him out or you would leave you would never stay with that person because that person is crazy but what can you do if you're not aware and I see definitely looking back on my life I see a, a past where I have become more aware of that condemning judge. So anyway, that's a slight digression, but it still links to the point of... Uh, I used to put so much energy on, uh, on the how, you know? On what's my understanding of what's possible, and to confuse how I go about to do what I do and for that to influence. Why? Because those are the limits, therefore I can only choose that. And uh, realizing, no, that doesn't make any sense. Why I choose what I choose. The foundation, the birthplace of that is like the, the, the mind of a child, like a dream state, like, what do I want? What do I want to do? What, what's calling me? What's interesting me? Instead of what is physically available on that buffet of life. And uh, once more, definitely in that situation, because of, uh, you know, about to go on this pilgrimage having no idea in in terms of planning for the future I have my general direction but beyond that I have no idea but at the same time I have a clarity about the why like how would I describe that quality of yes this is what I want to do like I don't know why I have not named her. I do want to pillar the woman I fell in love with when I arrived in Sevilla, crazy in love. And uh... oh, I get me, they got me uh, sidetracked. Uh, here we go. I know why. Once I became aware of of the clarity of my why. That yes, this is what I want to do. I felt it inside of myself. At that point, nobody that I know of, everything that I understand in my life up to this point, I can speak about the future, could not, cannot deter me and change me from, from, from starting on that journey outside of physically hurting myself. Again, or some kind of unforeseeable event because of course I'm not not in charge there, but with what I know and things going the way they go, of course it's obvious, I will start around my birthday on the pilgrimage and nothing else is as important to me or is as interesting right now in my life and that's really the part, it is so interesting the why you know the what what am i eating of, of course those are decisions but they are like a kind of like the automatic brain you kind of know you have your routine you know the food you like food, what, that kind of works how to cook you know the way you where you living you know how to take care of the place you know your job whatever those things it, for most of us eventually they become automatic you know there is uh, once in a while some variations but most of all it's like yeah here it is and then you, you enter that shell you become that actor on that stage and and you behave in that way it's not really authentic and there are those moments where things are different or there isn't some kind of importance to that moment and even on the, on the smaller moments like i do uh when i make sour crowd i I like to take my time cutting the cabbage because it's just cutting it's not important you cut it with the salt you know uh, you massage it to, to get some of the water out and boom put it in a, in a crock and then uh, put the pressure on and leave it be it's a simple process but I am becoming aware that I want to enjoy some of those things too like even washing a dish wiping a table And instead of that's just something that needs to be done, it gets done, I know how to do it and but all those whys and I'm not that interested in the how because I do I think I've talked about that before, that I don't the word pragmatic makes no sense to me because we all are wired to be pragmatic. We we learn along along the path of life what works, what doesn't work. It's kind of like, you know, there's a feedback you learn from your parents, from your friends, from your personal experiences, and then you developed a toolkit. You know, here this is how I do, here this is how I do, but there's no no much of a need to think about it. And when a new experience comes up, then you use all the tools that you have to the best of your ability, and then you learn from that new experience. Ah, but in this case, it doesn't work, or whatever it is. But I don't feel like there is much effort needed there. You know, it's kind of like saying, I have, I have to, uh, I have to think about how I move my arm. It's like, no, the arm is, you know, on my mind, and my arms are wired to function exact to the best possible. I don't have once I know how to move my arms. I know how to move my arms. It's done. And the difference between those things, which The how is just what it is. And then the other one where you enter, you find new situation or into the, well, do I go there? Or inserting some new why into the how. Like, do I... Is it not important cleaning the dishes? Therefore, I just don't have to think about it, so I will think of something else, or, oh, no, no, no. So questioning those things, or or, or the why with each instant. I'm sorry, I can feel myself getting confused here. Um, Why, again, to clarify once more in case I'm confusing somebody else beside myself. Why I choose that path and then how I go about. Why I get up in the morning, like why am I getting up earlier and earlier every morning? Because to me, there's something about the morning from my experience that even though it's challenging, you know, to get up... Uh, <laughs> as early as I'm getting in the morning. most Well, most morning I think I'm okay. But it is challenging because I'm not getting up to bed that early either. So it's kind of like my nights are getting shorter. You know, they are not... Uh, they are not eight hours. They are not seven hours. I'm not sleeping that much. Um, but the how after that, then... I'm choosing to getting up earlier, so it's going to affect me. But the how would be, why if I get tired during the day, I'll go lay down. So it's like, it's okay. Uh, Why do I feel like that's not clear? Why do I feel like I'm missing clarity here? I'm finding the how to be more interesting now. I hope I'm making sense about the why. That we have to constantly make a decision, and there is a process that takes place, leading us to make a decision. There is a story that's being told. Something has to justify. Short of breathing, I don't. I am not aware of a decision at that point. So, as far as I'm concerned, I'm a victim of my breathing. I cannot not breathe. After that. I cannot, I guess, so on a physical level, I cannot choose not to breathe. And I seem to not be able, so far in my life anyway, I am not able not to think or not to make a decision. But after that, regardless of the trauma of whatever there is, in order for me to be afraid of something, then something has to make that justification. And I'm becoming more and more curious when it comes to some of my behaviors as to what am I being told by myself to justify acting in that way and some of my decision I don't think I agree with them but I'm not aware of what I am saying to myself and not being aware I have no power, I have no leverage and I am stuck in that samsaric pattern, in that karmic wheel. Because if if you behave, if you act in a certain way, you cannot help but reaping the consequence. Once you've made a choice, once you've chosen to go on a path, there are things beyond your control. And, uh, you know, whatever it is, what, what you say, what you think, what you do. Or what you don't do, everything has a consequence, and some many of it is outside of your control. And then it becomes this dance of back and forth. Anyway, so the why is interesting to me, and even more so because I have I have had so much fear, and I'm pretty sure I still have a good chunk in terms of. As, a, as my lawyer, as my advisor, I think he's still a powerful one in terms of, oh, Anthony, I don't know here, or I don't think you can make it, or mm, I don't think it's for you, or, or whatever it is. And I am aware of it now, more so you know, when I'm making the choice, because I know what I'm leaving behind. But the not knowing what awaits me, it's, ugh, it makes me part of me is very uncomfortable with that and it kind of makes sense I, I can it kind of makes more sense And how do I handle and manage that? How do I take care of the doubter in me of the one that's always thinking about the worst that can happen and always trying to avoid you know instead of I'm curious about something no it's like I'm, I'm running away or I'm avoiding it and that's something I don't want to I don't want to move forward in life with fear and doubt and, and disbelief <laughs> in the matrix. <laughs> that's from the matrix. I took that one. I want, I want to to feed that, that part of me that's curious. That's just... Yeah, I'm here. I'm cur- Let's see what happened. Let's see what happened. That's just... Yeah, that doesn't doubt and that's not afraid. That playful part. So... I don't know if I have made any sense in this one but the difference between what leads us to choose something and what happens once we have embarked on that choice once again fellow travelers I thank you for your attention whoever you are at this point in my life Who knows? Maybe some of it was useful or interesting or entertaining. (laughs) It is so interesting how challenging it is for me to express myself in this format way more so than I thought. Very interesting. And uh, remember that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Om Sorry about that, forgetting the, the tradition, the barefoot traveling monkey tradition. Um, I'm going to do something a little different this time. I realized my last one, my last recording, I don't even need to listen to it again. It felt like it was definitely on a heavy side. I'm, uh, I think I'm a little tired getting it before five o'clock in the morning. It's uh, playing a only but I'm um, going to keep doing that though. But yes, I have to to also to get to bed early. So, shorter nights. Spring is here. We had those uh, hot dogs that were given to us. Uh, those, those you know, hot dogs, sausage, that highly processed sausage goodie. And uh, I had started actually, I was, I was buying some for the neighboring dog who is chained 24 hours seven. So every day I go and you know, get to work and pet him and everything while he's on a chain uh, with the food. And he's one scared dog. But the point of it's not a moral story, it's not a sad story. But uh, I start to make a point of going every day. And then we get the sausages. And I do this loop every morning with a backpack, with a heavy backpack to to get back on that saddle to be ready for that uh, pilgrimage coming up and there is this mother and those two puppies sweetest thing that can be fine uh, today there is one more female um, uh, alpha female see I don't know how you say uh, the the M the la the, anyway the, the, the matriarch I don't I don't know no see anyway no importa anyway Anyway, some very, very cute dogs, and of course he made me sad, you know, here they are in that dog pin, fenced pin, this gel of a pin. And, uh, today again we get given more of those dumb fucking hot dogs, so, I'm like, well, we're not eating them, so, well, I don't want to throw them away either. So, and today for the first time I went, but maybe... 40 minutes ago I took the bike it's a beautiful evening here in south of Spain beautiful light we are definitely in spring and so I choose with have uh, still a light to shine on to go there and then bring a six I think it was a five or six pack of hot dogs and just spending time with them and there was a weird moment and I was looking at the older one I'm assuming she was, she was darker skinned. she was more chubby, I think she was more senior, I think the younger one was the mother of the puppies Los Cachorros and I looked at her and I don't know why, but I said I see you, And they both turned around and barked at me <laughs> it was kind of funny but it was interesting to To look at a dog's eyes and for there not to be a dog that you're looking at more than just that material shell. As I am recording this uh, rant of mine I'm listening to Interstellar the soundtrack, then like the movie, but does Hans Zimmer, Hans Himmer or Hans Zimmer I think his name is I find him impressive, and I'm listening to that soundtrack which took me a while to warm up to because I liked his Blade Runner 2049 soundtrack, but I felt this one was lighter but it's just a different momentum anyway so there was those puppies you know and then looking at the dynamic about how the younger female was submissive to the other one had everybody was aware there was there was not even an awareness they just were they just knew where they fitted and if not nature quickly reminded them so they they, you know they had the game down and then i would have him come and lick my fingers and with my of course my hand uh, through the fence and uh, as i was riding back i was thinking what affected me the most, really. And initially was that sadness, that thinking of those dog closed up, you know, like clueless victim of that interesting mind of ours, who think, who thinks it's, it knows. So initially was well, that kind of sadness and I realized, well, I can't go anywhere with that sadness because that's three dogs. They don't have any scars, so they are definitely not the worst for wear. And then uh, if I'm going to really express a sense of outcry, like this is not right, I don't want violence, then it's not just those dogs because then any creature that can feel that feeling, it doesn't matter that you don't have a brain, but if they can feel it, that would, would expand to all those and I'm like, I'm not capable of asking that much. So what happens if I don't fight that sadness, that sense of injustice, why are those animals being punished? Why are those human beings maltreated, people raped, tortured, looking at members of their own blood being disvowed in front of them. This is us, folks. This is us, the human race, the, the top of the top, the best of the best, yeah? Rocky number 182, updated version, bionic synthetic and we human beings who put those dogs so what happened if I don't find that I'm the one with my uh, anthropomorphizing anthropomorphizing infra, anthropomorphizing yes uh, to turn, uh, to give human qualities to non-human creature and to associate the state of life or quality of life according to our own standard. I just feel such tenderness, even when I looked at the eyes the, the older one, I know it was me, but it was, I was seeing a tear, I was seeing sadness. think we are, is that acceptable to you? What we stand for as a human being, that's the essence, that's the best we have to offer? Then God is laughing his ass off, looking at us. What a conceit, what an arrogance, how stupid we are to believe that we are the peak of civilization, that we need just a remote control, there was needed on a physical plane to connect God knows what, but he couldn't do it without us. But that makes the, the essence of us, us upon. Hmm. Now I've not lost the dogs, I've not lost that initial realizing, well, this sadness is not really true. I can not feel that sad. There's too much suffering in the world. So to go past that being the reason to define my connection to this animal and what I feel. Then it was like almost feeling guilty for receiving so much love when they were just licking my fingers and jumping, putting the paws on the wall, to, to lift themselves up as high as they could so we could con- make contact. Then a part of me thought, wow, look at how easy to love unconditionally. for a while to go from the injustice to, to so much love to so much uh, undeserved love, in a way yes I'm, we are treating you and here's how you respond wow yeah don't definitely show us something about that unconditional love it's like there is nothing you can do that would make me stop loving you that's different yeah <laughs> But it seems with dogs, there is that kind of... uh, Maybe some people, that's my guess now, maybe some people do have a very intense relationship with their dogs, in which it's you know just a human and a dog anymore. I don't know if I've ever had that. Anyway, interesting thought, I think. It would be fun if you were to explore it and let me know later on what you found out in that dark corner of our soul so many dark corners I hope this recording is gonna work well I'm (laughs) angling the iPad here I don't have a microphone and I somehow think that the iPhone does a better job in terms of the quality of the recording but I want to listen to that music and it is interesting again the soundtrack to Interstellar I am not paid by them, actually I thought it was missing a mention already, so it was a crappy movie, so it was uh, Blade Runner 2049 to me, but the music kicks ass. And so by the way was the one from Vangelis, from, for the original uh, Blade Runner. So I wanted to share with you that, uh, that dog experience. Same when I go to the neighbor's dog, he's still so scared of human beings. Hmm. But now he has to come between my legs to. <laughs> I hide my hand under my crotch, and uh, and I, and I bend my knees. So he has to really come close, he has to touch me too, to to get to the food. So we're we'll getting to the place too. I'm making, I'm getting him used to to my body, to me. Even though. It's like if everything goes only one month, I will be moving on from here to God knows where for God knows how long with God knows who. Yeah, and that those dogs. If I was to live here, I could come every day and give them some good care. But look at me. I'm responsible to leave them, to leave these creatures without some more care and love than what they are getting now so i could say that now when i think of those i don't have at the forefront the emotion of sadness even though it is there but it's not at the forefront if anything that the amount of love be a little different and I, want, I think I may possibly start to, uh, to record in the afternoon or, or excuse me, or the evening because yeah I think I realized for the last two mornings my recordings have been on the low end of my energy like by now I mean, I've already, uh, you know, had hours of conversation. My mind is like pretty nice and wide. And since my intent is to share with myself as I move along life's funny path, yeah, maybe first thing in the morning might not be the best. So, and I want to definitely even though I have nothing to say, then I'm not interested in what you think about it. Uh, That being said, I want to give my best when I do it. And when I feel like I don't, then it bothers me. And my best is just according to my standard. So, I want to acknowledge that and I want to really at each given moment that I will put a word in that recording to be courageous and whatever it is or uh, to just be with that moment and to speak my truth at that time without thinking too much without that filter that judge I say you can say that you can that's too dangerous you shouldn't can you trust him can you trust her Appreciate the moment where the judge is not so powerful and you can express more of yourself because then fear does not approach you, fear of life. Things here get cancer from the sun, and God knows what from the Mediterranean. two dogs and two puppies. Are you kidding me? Sorry about that, folks. Um, I think God has a good sense of humor. Anyway, inside joke for me, to me. Sorry. Yeah, was something just entered the room and left. Anyway. So, I'm sorry a distraction but in summary the dogs and the love Hmm. and there is a lot of suffering in this world I'm not denying that but even that suffering is beautiful travelers, I wish you a blessed day.